and some feelings. We're going to talk about the anger and stuff that comes along with it. We are two women, both cancer thrivers in the battle of and for our lives. Initially meeting because we were bald, we started sharing our stories and cheering on each other's journey. This is a safe space in hopes to help others in their own journey to learn and know they aren't alone in the experiences. Welcome everyone. We're glad to have you here again for another great episode here on the Bald Babes podcast. Today we are discussing where we started out really positive. We felt good. We're ready to go in for this fight, but now we're mad. (laughs) So the best way to say it, Brack. Yes, very, very angry at times. Um, Those are all very natural feelings to feel, right? Like we're we're constantly on this roller coaster. But I, I mean, I think as humans, it's very natural to get upset and angry and feel frustrated throughout this entire process. I I mean, not even just the process of cancer, but just process of living, period. But to have, in my experience, the doctor coming in and being so positive and like, we're going to get this. It's stage one. We're going to rock this. Mm -hmm. And then for it to come back and to metastasize, like there's some anger issues in that a hundred percent but there's also so many anger uh, anger driven situations whenever you look at all the aspects of cancer so to navigate that i feel like as women as moms as wives we kind of always try to carry that load of being positive and not letting our family see us be down and sad or angry and we always try to carry that in a way that we try to stay positive but we just have to be honest that there's that true raw emotion that goes into this process and we can't always be strong and we can't always be positive. It's a natural emotion that we experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's something that if we talk about more, you know, with the mental health and everything that goes along with it, we normalize it a lot more because I feel like there's this stigma that we have to be strong and we have to put on this brave face. I agree with that completely. Um, And I think also is feeding off of that is giving yourself the allowance too, telling yourself it's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, I mean, I felt terrible. I actually slept till nine o'clock this morning and I had a friend come into town and surprise me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Like, since it's stormy outside, the clouds were dark. And so in my mind, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's maybe still 6 a.m. So I just allowed myself to sleep. But she was like, give yourself that grace. Like, it's okay. Allow those things. So, you know, allow yourself to sleep in. But I mean, right now we're talking about allow allow those anger feelings to come mm-hmm. forward. Um And I think that can translate into so many different areas of life, you know, especially this last time with seeing that the cancer had metastasized again. I'm not quite sure the right way to say this, but I got pretty pissed at at my God. Like, you know, no Mm -hmm. matter whoever or whatever religion people are, I believe that for myself personally, I believe in a higher being and I call him God or Heavenly Father. And I was pretty darn pissed that I was like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? Like I have negotiated 
my butt off with you, giving you everything that I know I can negotiate, and this still happened. And why? You know, like, and I did, and I took my anger out on him, and I was praying, and I was like, I am so pissed right now. Like, you have the power to create this world, and that's what I believe, and yet you've allowed, and I've, and also for me, I also felt like I followed every even type of guidance that he gave me mm-hmm. throughout. And I felt like I followed it to the T. And like, I literally, I felt like um, there's that story, I and I don't tell it well at all, but there's like this guy that's out in the ocean and he's drowning and someone comes up with a boat and he's like, oh, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then someone comes with a life vest or something. And he's like, oh, no, 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 God's going to save me. And, it, and he goes mm-hmm. on like this way, right? But then he ends up drowning and dying and then he goes to heaven and he's like, hello, Lord, like, why did you let me drown? I believed in you and I believed you were going to save me. And he's like, I I did say like, I tried to save you and you didn't allow me to. So when the cancer came back that um, in December of 2021, that was a story that kept replaying in my mind. And Mm -hmm. so people came up to me and they're like, hey, I have um, this plant based diet. And it's said to help people with cancer. And I'm like, great, I'll do it. And I started doing it. And then I had people saying, mm-hmm. um, here's energy work. And I was like, great, started doing it. And here mm-hmm. are crystals, started doing it. Here are supplements. Here's scriptures. Here are fasting, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> coffee enemas. And I'm like, great, I'll do it. Like, And I felt like I really did. I was like, okay. I felt like these were all the, the lifelines that, you know, that Heavenly Father was throwing out at me. And... And I was grabbing onto him and I was following these to the T. I ate what I call my sad salad. And I was crying to you about one day, right? <laughs> because yes. I was so sad every time I was eating this salad. It's great salad. It's really good for you. But I was just so sad every time I was eating it because everyone else was enjoying their food. And I'm like, I'm eating this salad. <laughs> Anyways, different story. We'll touch on that another time. But I felt like I followed this to the T. And... That scan came in March showing the cancer in the bones, the liver gone. And I do have to praise and say there was another miracle that happened for me this week with the brain lesion being gone. And so I feel a million times guilty of being like, Heavenly Father, I was so mad at you, but you also still gave me such a miracle. But it came back again. And I think it is so natural, though, to feel angry. And when things go bad, mm-hmm. we tend to want to look to somebody or something and be like, it was that fault or who or why or what. That's my experience on it. And that's the feelings and emotions that are coming up right now. And I'm starting to feel really passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, it t- these conversations that we have tend to make me feel very liberating in a way because it helps it's almost like therapy you know it helps us to get that off our chest and express that in a way that's very liberating and we find that passion in each conversation and in each dialogue that we have and it's just amazing I I just feel like there was one thing you had touched on with you you were talking about Heavenly Father and there's one sermon that Pastor Craig did several years ago and it was always about the what-ifs And when you have what ifs, it was always having faith in the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. letting that fear take over and not having faith in him himself and just having faith, you know, in the wrong areas, in the wrong things. And that sermon has stuck with me for years and years on years. 
And I keep thinking about that. And I thought about that after our last podcast, because, you know, what if, what if I would have done this, would I've done something different, but all of that leads into this conversation that we're having today about the anger. You know, we, we get angry at the diagnosis. We're angry at God. You know, why did this happen to me? What did I do? You know, is there something that I could do to make the miracles happen and make it go away? You know, life in general is just not guaranteed any way we look at it, whether that be a car accident or cancer or just you slip and fall and hit your head. I mean, there's no guarantee to anything. And I think having that higher belief and that faith really kind of pulls you through that anger stage, allowing you to feel that emotion and being honest with it, but then finding the positives and what we can do to move forward. There's a few things that I wrote down when, when you got diagnosed, what were some things about the diagnosis itself that made you angry? Because for instance, when we were sitting in doctor's office, he mentioned to us that he was going to put me in menopause because being in menopause was going to save my ovaries. And he didn't want me to feel like I needed to make the decision if I was ever going to have children. I don't know if you know this. But Jax is not my biological son. Mm-hmm. He is my stepson that I've raised since he was a baby. And to me, he is my son. Mm-hmm. To me, blood doesn't change that. But at the same time, having that decision being told to me that you need to go in menopause or you're never going to be able to have children again makes not only the cancer diagnosis very depressing and distraught and you're trying to process all that but now you're being told you might not ever get to have kids again so we're going to do this and then it's only giving you a 30 percent chance so you're you're not only angry at the diagnosis now now you're angry at the situations that the diagnosis is causing Mm -hmm. that are also very life-changing so what were some things for you in the beginning that maybe you felt like you were paused but they were huge side effects that that caused you to to create more anger at the situation? When I got the diagnosis, it didn't really hit me at first. The doctor who first called me to give me the prognosis, she's like, you have the small cell cancer. I really knew nothing about cancer. Mm -hmm. But my husband looked at me and he goes, oh my gosh, they just gave you a death sentence. And I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I can beat this. Like, I'm a strong person. Like, cancer doesn't even know who it's against. Like, that was... Mm-hmm. And and then I went and saw my my doctor and he's like, hey, like, it, great news. It's stage one. We can totally beat this. And I was like, okay, great. Like, and I really did. I throughout the whole process. And I did a big Zoom meeting with like family and friends. And I was like, hey guys, this is what's going on. And, but it's fine. Everything is going to be fine. I got this. Don't you worry, mm-hmm. you know? And so that really, truly was stupid, naive me. I think where I started to the building and the, the, the compound of it, uh, mm-hmm. kind of getting lost in the system or feeling like I was being pushed around. The one thing that I, I think really hit me hard was that I was forced to do a hysterectomy. And I I just, I really struggled and I still almost struggle with it. Like I had a going away uterus party 
And like, it was really like, it was a tough, very tough thing for me. And I just sat in the doctor's office and he's like, we'll do this surgery. And I was just crying because I was just Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I ended up having a kid at home because I just don't like intervention. And now you're telling me I have to cut my, like, not me, not literally cutting myself open, but I'm going to be cut open and you're taking my body parts. I just really struggled mentally that way because I just, I, cancer is really hard for me because I just like to be left alone. I don't like taking medicine. I like, you know, if I get a headache, I'm like, I will turn to drinking water and stretching my muscles before I will take a pill. So having this compound on top of it, and I just kept saying to myself, okay, all I have to do are these steps because that's what my doctor said. And then and then I check it off and then I'm done with cancer. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really can't say I got too angry until it came back. And that's when the anger hit. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Because yeah, it does. We just looked at it so positively the entire time because we caught it in stage one and it's going to be fine and everything is good. And so we don't have to worry. So it literally through that first, what was it? Eight months. It was literally just a checklist Mm -hmm. for me. Other than I did have a hard time really accepting the fact that I had to get a hysterectomy, but I did it and it was fine. And I grieved it. And I, you know, had a little funeral for it in my mind. And and thanked it for all the good stuff that it had done. It's given me three beautiful babies and thank you and goodbye kind of thing. But it wasn't until it came back that I was like, "Uh, no, 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 no. Like, and I almost kind of got mad at the doctor and I'm sure oncologists get that a lot because I was Mm -hmm. like, you told me we had this. I, I trusted you blindly and I believed everything that you said. And now it's back. Right. And now and that I think I- you made a, a valid point. You trusted him blindly because you didn't, you didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. You have no other option, really. I have no other option, but to trust these professionals that we're dealing with, that they know what's best for us. And that's a, a huge, huge point that you make. You You have to trust them. Right. Just like I trust the Lord. I felt like he guided me right to this doctor that was going to take me, you know, and over the rainbow, it was going to be fine. You know, and so I think, again, we always get those questions in our mind. Why? What? When? How? Like, who's going to be my saving grace? And But I think it's also, again, I want to take it back to these are normal. The more I talk to people, I'm like, it's okay that I'm angry. And, and these feelings almost of like hopelessness. And I think sometimes we get angry because we feel hopeless. Those are normal and we should allow, allow ourselves to feel those feelings. And I think with you saying that it, it's very eye opening because I think whenever I first started the journey as well, I would say the first from April until at least September, I feel like I was really on autopilot almost mm-hmm. where it was, okay, I have to do these treatments. Like you, you have a finish line in your head and then it's like, here's what I have to get to and I have to accomplish these things and then everything's going to be fine. And then it's, 
when we get to that point, I feel like that first, what, April to September, I was pretty positive. I felt like most of the time I was happy, you know, despite all the side effects I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed in, in some of my doctor's appointments that I had to go to with the answers and direction I was being given and not feeling heard. I think that was a big thing. I didn't feel heard every time I went in there and I voiced my opinions about the side effects and what it was doing to me or my marriage or other things in life. You know, it's almost kind of pushed aside. Oh, Mm -hmm. take this. And I'm like you, I don't want to take pills. I don't want to take medicine. I never took anything more than Tylenol before all of this started. Yeah. So I just didn't like having to have no other option, but to put all of these harmful drugs in my body. And here we are, you know, and I feel like after that point, when it was like, okay, you're going to do this amount of treatments, and then you're going to have a lumpectomy, and then you're going to be done. And you're just going to do like six months of uh, Herceptin and Progetta as precautionary, right? And then that turned into oh, we do the lumpectomy, but we didn't get all of the cancer. So now you have to go on treatment of a different type of chemo drug for 12 cycles. So for another year, you're going to now be on different drugs. Mm -hmm. And every time I would go back, it seemed like it was something else. And I don't think that I started getting angry until really halfway through that second round of chemo you know, then it just seemed like, well, what else? Well, what else? You know, who else is going to say something to me? Or what doctor's going to tell me go to the gym, it really helps keep cancer away, you know, and I'm like, I really just kind of wanted to punch everybody. And I put on here, you know, one thing that really bugs me is when people say how sorry they feel for me, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've had doctors tell me, like, oh, cancer, you're too young for cancer. And I'm like, who's too young? Do you see how many children are out there with cancer and who are dying from all these different types? And, you know, they're at St. Jude's, but who's too young for cancer? Cancer doesn't discriminate, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, it wasn't even just doctors. It's the way people try to console you because they don't know how. Mm -hmm. Unless you go through this or you have a family member that you're really close to and you've seen them go through it, you don't really know how or what to say. And so I think I was getting very angry at when people were trying to be empathetic, but didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, just don't say anything. One of my best friends, I remember getting so angry at her because I was like, we've never fought. We've been friends for 15 plus years but I was mad at her and I blocked her number for like 30 days. Cause I really needed to pray about it and figure it out for myself because I was like, you know, you keep saying you're going to come see me. You keep saying, you know, that you care about me and you're going to visit me and you're going to do this and you're going to do that, but you never show up, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like everybody that's in your family or friend circle, I'm sure you've experienced this. They don't handle the same news, the same way you do. Everybody deals with it differently, Oh, absolutely. whether it's your mom or whoever. So mm-hmm. I felt myself not only getting angry at the diagnosis, but I was getting angry at people I wouldn't normally get angry at. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know how you felt about that through your process as well, but I feel like whether it's my mom or, you know, my brother, or or I was just lashing out and I almost didn't acknowledge why until it started happening so often. And then I'm like, you know what? I really feel like I'm the problem. (laughs) All of these people, (laughs) I'm the problem. Which, you know, self-reflection is really hard to do, but, you know, it's, it's one thing when you get angry and you're dealing with anger, you start lashing out at all of the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You look for somebody else to almost make them miserable the way you feel, but right. I was doing it and not realizing it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably a normal emotion to go through as well in normal feelings, but Nobody has a, a, a rule book for this. You know, yeah. they don't teach you that in the intro to cancer class when they give you the fancy blue book, mm-hmm. you know, they just tell you about here's some side effects and here's what you do. Right. They don't tell you about all the mental parts that go into it. Agreed. And well, and that's why I feel like it's such a calling like you do to do this podcast because to help reach those that are going through this, that you know, again, we we don't want to feel like we're alone in this. And but even maybe somebody, if they're their kid or their friend or their parent are going through this so that they can understand and recognize these kind of uh, what's the right word? Not symptoms, but triggers or. Yeah, or just signs. Maybe signs. they're lashing out. <laughs> and, and like chemo brain. I couldn't even think know? of the word sign. Yeah, no, but man. like you take it personal, but they they don't mean it personally you know what I mean oh yes absolutely and it is uh, comments that people make I mean they it really can set you off like with the mm-hmm. like I've had some talks that I'm like I know you cannot say this and if you're gonna talk like that make sure I never hear it because yeah. that cannot be happening and you're I right know. people people handle it differently and sometimes I'm like oh, I need to be the bigger person and not let this bother me or just let it go but I'm like I, I really think having cancer this last year and a half, I've I've noticed I say things that normally I wouldn't say, but I've noticed like a lot. With, oh, I, I don't want to throw this a certain person. How about that? Said a comment about how she was watching me die. And I was like, <sighs> oh, no, 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 no. You don't get to come in and you don't get to claim team Jesse and then get to say a comment because I am full on living and I am doing I am in the fight of my life literally and you are exceptional at it oh. I mean your 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 personality the perseverance the drive the determination all those things that you have I mean it's yes you have the anger yes I'm sure you deal with the depression that comes along with it you know there's so many parts of this that we're going to talk about but I mean you've handled all of this with grace and I think that's why it's hard to hear things like that because you know from your perspective how hard you've been kicking butt. But I also know my conversations that I have with God at two in the morning when I can't sleep as well. Mm -hmm. And I also know that I have this crazy amount of energy that I I think is a little unnatural, to be honest. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm still teaching cycle and Pilates at the gym. Like... And I'm like, hey, if someone with cancer can do this, like, 
I'm doing the class. Anyone yeah. can do it, you know? <laughs> and so I know that I have some huge blessings and a lot of angels just like picking me up and pulling me through. And I just am having a chemo brain moment here. I'm not even sure why I went on this tangent, but it was a really good reason. So, yeah, but you mentioned the person that had said this to you about watching you die. That. Yes. Yes. That's I can help is. you. I can help you with the chemo brain. Like, help me. But it's true. Yes. And that's it. And that, so I know there's a power that is actively happening in my life. And so I know that personally. So I don't handle things well when people are like, oh, so you're just going to die. And I'm like, hey, actually, no, I'm not like, but thanks for trying. <laughs> That's insane that people would actually say that to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was well, and they're also I happened to find it on their Facebook is what it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you weren't supposed to see that comment. I'm like, well, you probably shouldn't put that out there then publicly. Like, just saying. Yeah. I I do have a person in my life, uh, you know, but I don't have a relationship with her, so I don't mind saying who it is, but it's my own sister. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never really been close or anything and always had kind of a, a dysfunctional sister relationship, if you will. And, and when she found out that I had cancer, she told my family that it was karma. Karma oh. was just getting me back. So that was probably the one that probably cut the deepest because mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect her to feel bad for me, but to say that it was karma coming back for me, something I did in my life, you know, that, that was really hurtful. That is hurtful. You know, and that this is the time I think when tragedy strikes and no matter what aspect, right, we have cancer so we can mm-hmm. relate to cancer. This is when we need people to rally with us the most right no matter what and so I think that will go also into our anger is because I need your love I need your support no matter where you are and if we're worse enemies or best friends like this just as humans we need each other and I think we live in a society though Jesse that doesn't allow for that human nature to come in full effect you know I mean unfortunately we live in a time where there's so much hatred and so much anger in the world already yeah that to get empathy from others in that area I just feel like it's really hard to come by Mm -hmm. and I say that even in my work I've had people say they don't want to do loans with me for their homes because they don't think I'm going to do a good job or I've heard that real estate agents were saying uh, a specific person was saying that they, they were going to allow somebody else to capitalize on something that I was working hard for a relationship because I was dropping the ball because I had cancer. It's just really frustrating when you hear all these little comments about you behind your back. And, you know, honestly, I don't know what's true and what's not, but the fact that it's even put out there is in the universe is, is what's frustrating. So when you have somebody say they're going to watch you die or, or something like that, you're putting that negativity out there. Yes. You're putting that into the universe. And I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, some people probably don't think like that, but I feel like you just shouldn't put that stuff 
Absolutely out there. When, when you speak those things, that puts it in the universe to possibly happen. And I just feel like when you speak on negativity, that's when you see a lot more negative things happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm very superstitious. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I feel I, like. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to go off of that because I, I truly believe that what you focus on grows. So yeah, if you want to focus on the negativity on, you know, the crap that happens, because things happen. I mean, I, you have to con like, I had to be an advocate and call and try to get an MRI for my brain. Like you can get mad at these things that you can be pissed at it, or we can focus on, well, at least somebody answered the phone. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know, you know, (laughs) something, I know. You know, but we can we can really focus on the negative of this because there are a lot of there's a lot of anger that happens through this journey, no matter what. Do you feel when you go to the cancer center and you're there, do you feel that there's a lot more people that are are not possibly looking at it in a in a I would hate to say in a positive way, but you make a valid point about we could use this anger to manifest positivity and use it to drive us in more positive ways right Mm -hmm. we can sit and stew about it we can be angry at the situation or we can use it to our benefit you know neither one of us know what our future holds and and what the the future is going to be for us in the cancer journey but I do know that I can use these situations in my feelings to try to help others you can use this to try to help others I mean you're, you just said your teaching cycle in Pilates. I mean, come on. I, ha- I can't even make it to the gym once a week anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we can use the anger and let it fuel us to do more positive things, or we can focus on the negativity and just sit in our anger. And I feel like when I go to the cancer center, people look at me weird because I'm trying to be positive and I'm trying to smile and joke around and, you know, just still talk about living life. Yeah. And I feel like they stare at me like I'm this freak of nature <laughs> because <laughs> I'm smiling and I'm, you know, they can't tell under my mask, but they can tell by my mannerisms and my attitude, you know? And I was, I was hoping that if people see us be more positive there, that maybe they'll start to feel more positive. Maybe they'll start looking at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know because you go on different days than me, but I don't know what you feel whenever you go there. Yeah, I think that there's, you can definitely see those that are determined and like, we got this and you can definitely see the doom and gloom of people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter their ages, but, and you see it all. I think two things. I love that you're wearing a shirt that says good vibes as we talk about anger. <laughs> but two, I think people stare at you because you're like supermodel hot. Oh, stop. <laughs> like, that's serious. Because I remember staring at you when I saw you at the cancer center. I was like, I'm just going to sit here like a creep against the wall yeah. <laughs> and stare at this gorgeous model. And she's bald. And wow, she makes this look good. So oh, you're hilarious. All you can see is my eyeballs and my <laughs> eyebrows. Like, <laughs> I saw you there. We were there at like 7 a.m. one morning. Like, Last summer, I saw you and I was like, hi, she makes this just look good. And I'm just going to sit here like a creep and stare at her. (laughs) (laughs) That's my honest opinion on it. So you're 
yes. You know, oh. I think this is a great area we can wrap this up. Um, but I think, you know, may, you can make it your best day ever. And that's how I've started responding to people when they look at me because they look at me and it was now people think like I just have like the really cool haircut um, and I'm like a trendy mom. But when I was bald, people look at you and they're like, oh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, how are you? And I'm like, it's the best day of my life. Yeah. You, know, you could sound like a total idiot saying it and you could be crying and be like, it's my best day of my life. But I think, again, I'm going to go back to what you feed grows. Mm-hmm. And so we manifest everything. Absolutely. So I think, you know, take that. If you got that anger, find what's driving it but also where you can focus it mm-hmm. and you can use it to hit harder or to sink lower. Choose today what you want to do with your life and what you want to do with your fight and your battle. And you can take that anger and you can go, you know, and like one of the names that we wanted to use for the podcast was fight like a girl, you know, mm-hmm. but we also wanted to say, well, you know, guys are welcome here too. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> But you can take that anger and you can go fight with it and just keep moving forward because it's possible. It is. Just because you get the diagnosis doesn't mean that that's going to determine your outcome. Yep. How positive we can be in the treatments that we choose to do in the road that we take all determines what the outcome is. And, you know, honestly, it might be a situation where I actually just lost a friend of mine. Um, he passed away last week um, on or a week ago, Sunday. So it's been about a week and a half now, almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he was at the cancer center with us. He was probably mid fifties, just got a brain tumor about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And his diagnosis was not good. You know, his prognosis was not curable, maybe 18 months and the end was going to be the end, but he gave it his freaking best and he fought harder and he was still so positive and he would come into the bank and he would give out hugs and he would just be the most warm hearted person. And it's like, just because your prognosis at the end might be what it is because it's so rare and it can't be treated the way that you would hope that it could. But he did what he could to see his grandbaby get born. That was his goal. Mm-hmm. And he, he just took what he could for as long as he could. Mm-hmm. And that to me, I know he was on hospice and I wanted to go by and say my goodbyes, but I just couldn't mm-hmm. because, you know, it was, it was hard, but he's one of those people that I think about daily and his attitude, and he didn't let the anger that he had get him down. And you look at these people that were going through it together, you and and him and other people I meet through the journey and the positivity, it really helps us. So I feel like somebody listening to our podcast, no matter what the situation that they're going through, it could be something totally different. And maybe they're angry about that. But Mm -hmm. if we can just help them know that those feelings are normal, and that it's okay to feel that way, but put it somewhere else to help you get through that. Like, that's what I'm excited about. Absolutely. So sorry for my tangent. I love it. <laughs> I love, With that, let's say we will see you next time.
See you next time. Keep up the fight. You're amazing. All right. Love All you, right. girl. Love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Our goal is to help uplift others. When you rate and review this podcast, it makes it easier for others searching to find us. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and share with someone you think could benefit from these bald babes. Have the best day ever. I want, we're gonna be a